Hello everyone, I'm your host Caitlin, and welcome back to the One Tired Bitch Podcast, a place where we can all talk about the things that have been tiring us out. Hello everyone, welcome back. Um, So last week we talked about, just like a few random things we talked about, you know, moving, my birthday, how things are going, like that in... In New York, just like a general update. It was a very short episode. Um, Not really sure the length this episode will be, but we'll kind of just see once we get into the topic. Um, We're going to be talking about anxiety and depression and all of that this week. So if that's something that you don't want to hear or listen to, then you probably shouldn't listen to this episode. Um, but before we get into it, um, updates, uh, nothing much, uh, there was like a major rainstorm flood in New York the other day and had a leak in my apartment and then it had been super, like it had been, it started getting chilly like in the 50s and 60s and I was really excited because I was like, yay, it's fall and then over the last couple days, it's been 80 degrees again and I'm like okay so not fall yet you know like it's technically fall but like we have some of those like really warm days in there it's upsetting because you want to just wear your sweaters and kind of get into it um and then because the temperature has been up a lot of times when the temperature is like higher the air quality's bad so I haven't been able to like run the air conditioning because the air quality's been bad so that's been not great um, but yeah, so not much on that end. I am very excited about it being October. I really enjoy October and I've been watching a lot of Halloween movies and I have actually like the coffee shop, um, ambiance on, but it's like Halloween themed. So there's like a little coffee shop and there's a bunch of pumpkins and fireplace and fall leaves and it's quite nice I have it on like in the background I don't think it's even noticeable because I have the volume all the way down but I like to be able to look at something I have a hard time just like sitting and talking for um a while without having something else going on in the background I've never been somebody who can just sit in silence or hear myself talk if I don't have something else to like visually or audibly distract me um so yeah I have that going on and it's really nice I also like started switching out my clothes yesterday so I was taking a lot of my summer clothes to put it under the bed and then taking some of my fall clothes out I haven't switched everything yet because it's definitely not like turtleneck season yet and I still need like some shorts because it's been warm sometimes but I was able to get rid of like most of it because most of it it's like I don't need this point like it's circling out if I have a couple of those like really hot days I don't really want to wear like super summery dresses I'd rather just throw on a pair of shorts and call it a day um especially because the hot days have been on the weekdays when I'm going to work anyway so I'm not going to wear a summery dress to work because I have a specific shirt that I'm supposed to wear to work so like most of the time I just wear like shorts and the shirt to work and 
It's good. Um, this last weekend, what did I do? I uh, <laughs> organized the apartment, I guess. I I didn't actually do very much. I've yeah, it. I thought I did something, but sometimes the days just go by really quickly because, like, you'll have, like, chores to do and then the weekend will go by really quickly, but it's, I haven't felt, like, as tired lately from, like, the work aspect of it, so that's been really nice, but because, like, I work less hours, but I still am, like, really tired, which is kind of what we're going to get into today. Um, so yeah, I guess we'll get into that. Um, today's topic is anxiety and depression and kind of battling all of that and the, like, ups and downs that come with it. I was diagnosed with anxiety when I was in high school. I've probably had anxiety longer than that, though, because that's just when I was diagnosed and was actually taken to a proper doctor for it for a really long time I was having panic attacks and passing out um in like early high school and in like middle school but my family always told me that it was just like my asthma because like we did live in an area with like bad air quality so it was easy to be like oh it's just your asthma acting up and I was like, okay, it's just asthma and it's fine. But then things started happening like more and more often. And it was starting to happen when I wasn't like exercising because most of the time it happened when I was exercising. So it was easy to like tie those two in together. But then it started happening more and more when I wasn't exercising. And like everyone was still telling me that it was just asthma and it just didn't feel like it was asthma and I in high school at one point I was like I had like a very like depressive episode I um had like hurt myself like intentionally was hurting myself and told my parents that I needed to go to therapy for this like I went up to them and was like, I need to go get help for this. I should probably go to like therapy or something. And when I went to therapy, I was then like diagnosed with, um, with anxiety and they didn't really say anything about depression at the time because I mean, I don't really know why they didn't really say anything about depression. They had just said that like I had anxiety um, and so, it's like, okay, I have anxiety, but we didn't, like, really get too much into it at the time. It was a lot of just, like, yeah, you have this, but it's not, like, that big of a deal. Um, and then I went back to, like, my regular doctor, and I was prescribed two different inhalers, and, like, they gave me, like, a lot of them and told me to give them to, like, my, like, coaches at school, and then, like, the school, like the main school office as well as like my parents like a lot of people had the inhalers and I guess like not really sure how the inhaler would have fixed my asthma at the time because I think it was just like things were being prescribed wrong and I wasn't 
It's not like they put me on anything. My therapist just kind of said that, yeah, you were having some anxiety, but like, it looks like you're kind of over it. Like I only went to a few sessions with my therapist and then they were like, okay, yeah, um, you're done with therapy. You've, you've completed therapy. And if anyone who's gone to therapy knows this, then you know, like you're never really done with therapy even when you're like in good times of your life you should still be going if you're somebody that needs to go to therapy like um because when you're in the good times like you need to be talking about it and appreciating it so that you don't hit the bad times as hard or as often um because you're constantly going to work on it versus like if you're only going when you're in the bad times then you're kind of going to like hope to get like a fix but then you go and you like fix it but not really and then you like leave and then it's like it's like a cycle um so yeah I did therapy once in high school and then I went off to college and I was having more and more anxiety attacks where I was like passing out like quite often um, I would, like, hyperventilate and, like, feel like I couldn't breathe, and then I would fully collapse, pass out on the ground, and a few of the times I actually ended up in the hospital due to it because somebody on the college campus found me and, like, called 911, um, because obviously somebody's passed out and they're gonna call 911, um, so... I started, like, I looked into it and got my own therapist, and then that's when, in college, my, I, like, had my, like, I had done the research, and I found my own therapist, and, like, I went as often as I could pay for it, because I couldn't pay, like, too much for therapy, because I didn't really have too much money, um, so I would go, and that's when I was diagnosed with, like, um, with anxiety, like, officially diagnosed with anxiety, and we were working through different, like, medications that he thought maybe I should try, and he diagnosed me with depression as well, and with, with ADD as well, and, um, and a list of, like, other stuff that, like, it was all tied into, like, anxiety. It was, like, anxiety looks like it's your main issue, your main thing and all of these things are kind of side effects of it and he's like so we can try different medications to work you through with this because at the time I also had really intense like insomnia I was never sleeping um I still have like times now where I can't sleep but I've been able to you know with like the help of things work through it a little bit better um but at the time yeah I was diagnosed with anxiety depression insomnia and ADD and I it was a lot to hear at once (laughs) as like an 18 year old it's like okay there's a lot of things wrong with me but once I like knew that I had these things it was able to like work through them so he started putting me on different medications and we were trying different things out and I was actually able to it took like a really long process like two semesters of school but once like 
um, once I was like diagnosed, I was able to go to my school and start getting accommodations for, um, for like tests and classroom stuff so that I can actually work and function better in a setting that wasn't going to cause as much anxiety because for me, the anxiety was like, it's still like this and I've been able to help my anxiety by knowing these things but like for me I don't like to be kind of like alone with my thoughts and that doesn't mean that I don't like to be alone because I really like to be alone but I don't like to be alone with my thoughts where like there's nothing going on so like I can't just scroll on my phone on even TikTok that has sounds I can't just scroll on TikTok without having another sound going on in the background so either somebody's talking to me or I have a TV show on or music on I can't just have that like background silence because then I'm kind of like opening my thoughts to like anxiety um and some people can say that maybe that's avoiding it and everybody's gonna have their own opinions on how to deal with it this is how I've learned to deal with it best um because in the end anxiety isn't me avoiding responsibilities in my life or hard truths in my life it's me avoiding things that aren't existent because a lot of times my anxiety will create scenarios that don't exist at all um it will be like so what if the like roof collapsed right now and it's like okay so the roof is stable it's not going to collapse right now but It's like a thought that'll come into my head and then I won't be able to think of anything else. I'll just like focus on that. And sometimes I'll have really hard times where that's like an issue and other times like I'll be able to kind of work through that. Um, So yeah, I started getting accommodations and I started doing a little bit better in school and I started not having as many like panic attacks. I eventually decided not to go on medication because we had tried so many different combinations for for everything and all of them were just messing with me more it was making things a lot worse so um, I went off of it and I was just going to therapy and I was working through those things and um, I was starting to get like not like better necessarily where it's like over and I don't have these things anymore but I started to be able to deal with it easier like I manage it not deal with it but I was able to manage it a little better and eventually I stopped going to therapy because you know I first of all couldn't afford it and then like eventually it was like one of those things where it was like okay well I'm dealing with things a little bit better so maybe I don't need to go so it was a little bit of both um and then in those few years in Utah where I was still going to school there, there were times where I was in and out of going to therapy and not going based on, like, if I had the money to or not. Um, and it's just hard to, like, find a therapist that, like, you know, once you, like, you have to introduce yourself to a new therapist and all these issues and then they want to, like, go through everything again. And it can be a lot. So I can understand if people don't always want to do that and it's really difficult so it's important to like remember that when doing all these things it's not always as easy as just like go to therapy um 
so yeah, things like <coughs> so things like we're starting to get like a little better. I was managing things a little bit better towards the end of my time in Utah, um, and like sometimes I would get really anxious and I would get these really depressive thoughts and I would feel the need to do something really impulsive and but like I didn't really know what I could do there wasn't always like a ton I could do in Utah especially like if I'm getting these thoughts like late at night because of like the insomnia so it's like two in the morning and it's like nothing's open so what am I gonna do so a lot of times I would kind of dye my hair like one day I would like have pink hair at work and then the next day I would show up with like purple hair and everyone's like oh I didn't know you wanted to dye your hair I'm like "Mm, I didn't know either just because like I a lot of times I get really anxious as well with the loss of control in my life if I don't feel like I can control certain aspects of my life like everything's out of my control I'll start to feel really anxious about it and I'm getting better about not trying to control every thing like I'm better about like a lot of times like the little things like oh it's okay like I can't control when the subway will get here okay but sometimes a lot of the bigger things of like where I'm going to live later in life and all of those things um if I can't just like hold on to them and like pick what every single one of those things is going to be it makes me really anxious and I used to have a lot of control or like feeling of control over those things because I was a part of a church that like had everything laid out for you and I still a lot of times felt like this lack of control and I feel like like when I was a part of the the church because I didn't necessarily want all those things but at least like I knew the path I was going on so I would be feeling those anxious and depressive feelings because I knew what my life was going to look like but I wasn't in control of it and then when I left I can't control what happens in my life at all like there's it's kind of that feeling of like even when I was there like yeah everything was technically laid out for me but I didn't actually have any real control over it because I could try to do all of those things that they want me to do, but that doesn't mean that um, I can prevent things in the world from happening just because I do all these other things. Like, things in the world can mess up that plan, right? Like, some of the things on that plan were, like, getting married and having kids, but, like, sometimes, like, you're not always going to find somebody that you're going to, like, get married to. And then, like, sometimes people can't have kids. So, that plan that was set up by the church, like, even if I would have followed through with it, there's still no way to control getting those things either. Like, it felt like they were controlling me, which, like, in a way they were controlling me to do those things. But, like, I can't control whether or not I get those things either. I can try, but... There's a lot of factors that, like, aren't in my control about that. So that was causing a lot of, like, anxiety. And and then, like, I was getting really depressed about the fact that I didn't want to do those things. Um, and then right as I was, like, 
right before I was like leaving Utah. Like I didn't know I was going to leave Utah, but I left the church and I like felt a little bit lost because I knew it was the right decision, but it's like giving up a part of your identity, even though I knew that that wasn't really myself. And I can see that now it was giving up a part of my like identity. And so then moving to New York, my, a lot of people (laughs) may disagree who have known me since New York, but if you knew me before New York, then you could probably tell a difference that I probably seem a lot happier because, well, I am, but I also am able to deal with my anxiety better than I have before. Um, I have a friend who recently visited and he was saying that, you know, I really seem in like my element and I seem a lot happier here. And it's true. Like, it doesn't mean that I'm not going to be sad sometimes, but I being out of that life and feeling like I have more control over things that I want to do, even if there's things that are going to get in my way and prevent me from doing those things, I do have more control than I have felt in the past. Um, So I've been able to deal with the anxiety a little bit better about that. Another thing is like the constant like not being able to control, like I used to be able to drive everywhere and I was in control Or at least I felt in control about when I got to places because I could leave earlier if I needed to or not. But in New York, you could leave like an hour early for something that takes 10 minutes to get to. And you can end up being late because of transit and everything. So it's important to like acknowledge like your environment and everything. For me, it's helped me to thrive a little bit better because I have been able to relinquish a little bit of that control and it's helped my anxiety because like it was forced relinquishment of control but not in a way of controlling me because it's not like the subway system is controlling when I do these things because it's always infrequent there's no way to really tell when these things are going to do this versus the control I was under with like the church was very specific control it's like don't do these things and you do these things but like with New York and the subway it's like it's just all up in the air sometimes you can leave with exactly the right amount of time to get somewhere and get there exactly on time and sometimes you can be really late like it's no it's not something you can always control because even if you do try to leave early sometimes you get screwed over and so Being able to, like, deal with that and everything has been really helpful for me to manage it. Also, like, um, this is the first time in my life where I've lived with somebody that isn't just, like, a roommate. Because with roommates, there was always, like, rules. And most of the time, I still had my separate bedroom. And I could also just be, like, really pissed and upset at roommates all the time. And being like, oh, I can't believe, like roommates are like this um and just like blame things on roommates but now like there was a period of my life where I was living on my own like completely on my own and um I've done that in two separate apartments like completely on my own one in Utah one in New York and part of that was also like realizing it because like 
I was able to see the things that were done by me. Like, I was like, I'd come home and I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't believe the dishes aren't done. It's like, okay, well, you're the only person who lives here. So, if the dishes aren't done, that's your fault. Um, so then, like, dealing with that and, like, kind of, like, having that inner talk with myself of, like, if you don't do these things, then they're not going to get done. So then when, like, I've been able to live with somebody and, like, share a space that isn't in, like, a roommate way, it's like, we live together, we share the same bed, we share all of the same things and the same food, um, a lot of times things aren't going to go exactly how I want because sometimes I come home and the leftovers that I had mentally planned on eating when I got home are gone because I didn't say anything about it. Like, how are they supposed to know not to eat the spaghetti if I didn't say I want to eat that spaghetti when I get home? Um, so that has also been like a little bit of a relinquish of control. It's brought up like, like it's not brought up like other anxiety related things but then like last year I had or last year going into this year as well at a lot of hospital visits that were a lot of health related things that were kind of unknown and un um nobody could really tell me what it was for months and months and it was really scary and it's brought up other anxiety in my life like I have like, I used to be scared to go to the doctor, but now I have this newfound fear of going to the doctor. And I, a lot of times, can't even get myself to, like, schedule the appointment on my own because I have this fear of going now. And I also have this, like, fear at home as well because I'm like, okay, if I don't take extra care of, like, washing my hands and washing the dishes and doing everything specifically right, then, like, I could get sick. And if I get sick, I have to go to the doctor. So a lot of that has been my recent anxiety. And that's been like my recent thing that I'm really, really anxious about. um, Is like health related things. But my anxiety of like an overall state, if I could rate it like on a scale of how it was like years ago versus now. Like now I'd say I'm at like a four or five out of ten. Versus, like, when I was in Utah, it was, like, anywhere between a 7 to a 10 out of 10, depending on, like, the day. Um, I haven't passed out from anxiety since I moved to New York. I Any panic attack that I've had, I have been able to calm myself down from within, like, a minute. And that's really big for me because those were things that I never used to be able to do before. And not everyone can move out of a terrible environment. But there are always things that you can try to work on even without therapy to try to make things better. Like I would said when I was in Utah, I worked on making sure I was never in an environment where it was like complete silence all the time. So I had like music on. I always brought headphones everywhere. Um... And I made it very clear to everyone. I even had a note signed for my work that I was working at. That like, these are like the terms. These are things that we don't do for my anxiety. These are things that we do. Like, if I pass out, this is what you're supposed to do. Like, specific instructions for all of that. Like, um, anxiety is listed under a disability um, with, well... 
you know, with the, with certain states, I believe, or maybe with the whole country, but it is listed, and for some people, it's worse than others, and some people say that they're, like, they have anxiety, but maybe you're just having anxious thoughts, and everybody gets anxious thoughts, but living with anxiety is something a little bit different. It's the constant anxious thoughts, like, When I say that I'm doing better now, it doesn't mean that my anxiety is gone. I still have tons of anxious thoughts every day, but I have found ways to try to either ignore them or deal with them in a better way than I have been able to in the past. It's no longer like paralyzing for me to have these thoughts. So it's no longer paralyzing for me to have these thoughts and it... It's honestly been really nice. Like a lot of times I still have these anxious thoughts and I have them every single day. Like sometimes I wash my hands like five times in a row just because I'm so worried about my hands not being clean or me not washing them enough. And I'm worried that I'm going to get sick from that. And sometimes I have to ignore these things and sometimes I just feed into it and, you know, Sometimes knowing when the right time to feed into it is important. And these are just the things that have worked for me. It's different for everyone. And I know a lot of people have anxiety and have depression. And I'm sure with all of the things that have been happening in the world, it's adding on to that effect. Um, I feel like a lot of times they're like... Like, I can't really, like, tell people that it's going to be okay or things are going to work out because I don't know that and I don't feel comfortable saying that because in the end, things could not work out. But one thing that I like to say is that, like, you know, this isn't this isn't like the end of it, you know, like something is going to happen and something is going to work out, but it doesn't mean that it's going to work out in the way that you want it to. Things could end up getting worse and things could end up getting better or they could stay the same. Those are the three options. And if you can mentally deal with the worst case scenario, then you should be able to move on. And I used to have to do this for myself because a lot of times I, a lot of times I would kind of feel like that scene in Doctor Strange, I mean, not in Doctor Strange, but in Infinity War when Doctor Strange is looking at every possible scenario, a lot of times I would feel like that with my anxiety and I would think through all of the worst possible scenarios that could happen to me with a certain situation and... Sometimes I'd come up with really elaborate things, but then I would think through it and I'm like, okay, so that's not even like really humanly, physically possible right now, or it's like a 0.1% chance and being able to get through that and acknowledging that, you know, if I was able to get through the worst case scenario that I came up with in my head, even if it was going to be really terrible, that it would be okay and I can move on for that, you know? I feel like a lot of times people have 
these really negative and anxious thoughts about like okay well what if I lost my job and I had a lot of those anxious thoughts with you know last year in at the end of November I had gotten fired from my job and that brought on um, a new form of anxiety that I never had before and I'm sure people have gotten fired from jobs before or quit jobs before but for me I had quit one job before working at Ross and I had only worked there for a month and within like two weeks of quitting that job I got a new job and then like ever since then there's never been like a period of my life where I was scared of not having a job because the job that I had in Utah for so long like the job that I got two weeks after Ross was temporary and I knew it was temporary um so when it ended and I got my new job that I worked for three and a half years after that um like it wasn't a surprise that it ended so I wasn't fearful of that um so I got my new job that I worked for three and a half years and in that three and a half years there was a couple times that I felt fear that I may get fired but it was this anxiety like these thoughts and I knew like deep down I knew it really wasn't true and sometimes there's like a difference between like you're having anxious thoughts but you know that it's a bigger possibility of it happening and then you know that that there's a smaller possibility and in those three and a half years I occasionally had those thoughts but I knew it was a small percentage of it happening and um when I got fired the day that it happened I knew of it kind of happening I like I was working that day and things had been a little weird for a couple days but nobody had no nothing seemed too weird like it was like the day before and it seemed really it seemed a little bit weird but nobody had like I just thought like it's fine and then the day of um I saw like a random meeting put on my calendar with my boss and the HR department and nobody messaged me about it either. It was just put on my calendar and then when I finished the work that I had done for the day, I like messaged a few people and <clears throat> I was like, "Okay, so like what else should I do?" and everybody was like, "Oh, we'll g- we'll get back to you. We'll get back to you." So I sat for like three hours with no work to do and I had messaged everybody. And then I went into this meeting. It was a Zoom meeting, by the way, because I worked partly remotely, part remote. And so they had me on this Zoom meeting and they basically were like, okay, so we're going to have to like let you go. And keep in mind, I had never received any warnings during my time at this job to tell me that my performance wasn't doing well or that I needed to improve or that if um, they didn't see improvements that they were going to let me go like as far as I was concerned they had been telling me that I was doing good and I was making good improvements um, and that I needed to make like work up to a certain area but and a couple days prior I had just received like a bigger project from somebody that they wanted me to do the next week which I never ended up getting to do the next week because I had been let go. 
Um, and so during this like three hour period when I'm like seeing that I have no work to do and I have this random meeting, I had this feeling that I was getting fired. And I remember messaging my boyfriend and telling him and he's like, oh, you're probably not going to get fired. And, you know, he was just trying to bring like positive thoughts. And I go into this meeting and I get fired and I was devastated because I had never had this happen before. And I wasn't even really sure what to do. And, you know, I like cried a lot and I like called my mom and I was so anxious about it. But within like 20 minutes of getting fired, I started applying for jobs. Like by the end of that day, I got fired at like 3 p.m. And by 8 p.m. that day, I had applied to under 100, over 100 jobs. And within two and a half weeks of getting fired, I had a new job. So it wasn't like, it wasn't like I wasn't like trying or anything like that. And I was also given like severance. So like it was never this issue of like, what am I going to do? It was just like this thought that I hadn't been like good enough. Like I, this was my... Um, like, I was never told, and, like, I was like, this is my field, and my previous job had always told me that I was really good at it, they had, they had given me lots of responsibility, so it was so confusing to me, because I knew I was good at this, and I didn't know what was wrong, and I didn't know what I did wrong, and they didn't give me any reasons, and they had just, like, let me go without any reason, and I was like, okay, so how do I really move on for this? Like, because it it kind of like was like a breakup where you're like, how do you, how do you move on when you don't really know a reason for this? It's just out of nowhere. And this caused a new form of anxiety. And since then, I had had two different jobs that I had constant anxiety of getting fired from. Um, one of them was like the job I took right after as a temporary job to like it wasn't temporary to them but it was temporary to me because it was far away and it wasn't what I wanted to do forever but I had this like constant fear that maybe they were going to fire me which they had no reason to because they constantly told me how well I was doing at the job and how much they appreciated I was there but I had this fear that I was going to get fired and then I started another job that was like supposed to be more permanent it on paper appeared to be my dream job and there were a lot of things wrong with the job once I started, but I just wanted it to work out so bad because I had had this, like, thought of, like, <clears throat> I can't have this many, this many jobs because this wasn't how I had been before. But I never had that period in, like, college where I was, like, just working regular jobs and, like, bouncing around from different jobs or just trying to, like, whatever. Like, I always had a more serious job. Like, after I quit at Ross, you know, and that was only, like, two months into my freshman year of college, after I quit that job, every job after that was, like, a serious job in the engineering field, and, or not every job, like, there was only two, but they were serious jobs, and so for me, to all of a sudden be thinking that now I'm finding my way in my career, it was, like, in Utah, I had my career set up for me, and then in New York, it's now felt like, it's felt like it's been the opposite, that 
now I'm like finding what I want to do with my career and where I want to work versus I had the job that I wanted before in Utah and it's caused that anxiety of like me forcing myself to stay at a job that was really negative and not good for me or good for my health and and then it caused new anxiety that maybe I'm going to get fired and I even confronted my boss at one point asking him if he was going to fire me and he said no and and then I was just so anxious about all of this all the time and then I kept having all these thoughts and like I was was causing a lot of stress on me and I wasn't sleeping very well and I was like started not doing well in school on top of it and so I was like you know what I just need to be I just need to be done and so I like obviously disgusted and went through everything to make sure everything was going to be fine but that's when I quit my job like I you know I talked about it in a previous podcast episode you know the I quit my job episode if you're interested in more detail of that but I within a few days I ended up getting a new job which is a job I'm working now and <clears throat> it's honestly a lot harder than the job I had before um, even though it's part-time and it's like educating people on like educating young kids on stem fields it's teaching kids how to do this stuff is more difficult for me than sitting at a desk solving complex math problems um it's a new challenge for me but i'm really actually enjoying it i enjoy seeing these kids every day and seeing how happy they get and it's really nice to see them all and there hasn't been like one part of me that really regrets going in you know I enjoy the people I work with and I like I don't know I there's no part of me that really regrets it or regrets going in like sometimes I'm tired and sometimes I don't want to run around in circles but I used to dread going into work all the time and now this has been really nice and I I I don't really think that this is something that I would want to do forever because I really enjoyed engineering in the like a while ago but I just need to be at a company that I feel good and supported at and I talk about all of this because of all the anxiety it was causing me and it was sending me into a lot of like very depressive episodes where I was like spiraling and I would come home and all I would do is like sleep and not want to do anything and just feel really depressed and then I'd have to get up the next day and go to work and it was like this cycle this really bad cycle um, this cycle of like constantly feeling tired and I also had no time for myself and now I have time for myself like I have time to do homework I now have time to study for my big engineering test that I actually scheduled yesterday um, I haven't taken the test in like three years probably and when I took it three years ago I didn't study for it and I went into it kind of just using it as a test run and I almost passed the first time I was only like a few points off from not passing from from passing it I was only a few points off from it and that was without studying and so now I have all my books and I'm going to study really well and 
it's in January, so I have a few months to study, and then it'll be really great because I can take my test. And if I fail it, then I fail it, and I'll take it again. But if not, then great. And that's another step that I'm moving on with my life. And I only have a few more semesters of school. I have, if I'm on track, I have, you know, I'll finish out the semester I'm in to December. It ends like December 10th or something. And then I'll have January, the January semester, and it goes from January until May. Then I'll have summer from May to August, and then I'll have fall from August to December. And so December 2024, I should be graduating with my bachelor's, which will be really amazing because I've been working really hard towards this and a lot of my anxiety and depression has caused disruptions in that as long as well as like just having to work and the challenges that I've had with different schools and working environments have caused all of that but it's really amazing and it's bringing me a lot of like nice thoughts to kind of see a finish line for a while I didn't know where the finish line was and to me it'll be okay if the finish line moves a little bit you know if I have to finish in like 2025 like if I need one more semester added on but at least I know the end is like near now I can kind of see it and I didn't know that for a while which caused a lot of anxiety I didn't know where I was going in my life because I was a part of a church that wanted me to do certain things and I wanted to do something different. And so now where I'm at with all this anxiety and depression is like, it's here and I've accepted it that it's a part of my life. And I want everybody who deals with these things to know that it is a part of your life. You have to accept that it's a part of your life before you can even move on and do anything. If you deny that it's there, and if you deny that you have these thoughts, then it's only going to make things worse. And if you can accept it and figure out what works best for you, then you can start learning to manage it throughout your life. And for some people, that does mean medication. For some people, it means managing it in different ways. Everybody's a little bit different. And just because you don't need medication doesn't mean that yours isn't severe or bad it doesn't mean that people should diminish the feelings that you have because everybody deals with it in a different way and I wanted to talk about this subject this week just because like I was having these anxious and more depressive thoughts I was having these like sinking feelings of like what am I doing? Um, I was also having really upsetting thoughts because I have been trying to plan out the next few months of the year. It's, you know, we're getting into like the holiday every month kind of season because October we have Halloween, which for some people doesn't really mean anything. But for me, I always like to do something and I really enjoy the fall. I want to go to a pumpkin patch this weekend and get a pumpkin and I really enjoy that stuff and then I also want to dress up and go to like a Halloween party or something like that um for October and then November is Thanksgiving and for me 
like thanksgiving is never always like has never been that like much of like a big holiday for me but it's still really nice to be around people and to do something for thanksgiving and um realizing this year that uh i'll be in new york like i new york thanksgiving is really nice you can go to the parade you can do a lot of stuff but realizing that I was going to, like, be in New York for Thanksgiving again. But, like, last year we did kind of, like, a big friends-slash-family-that-were-in-town Thanksgiving. And it was really cute and fun. And we did it on Thanksgiving and it was really special. But those same people won't be there this year. So realizing that it'll just be, like, me and my boyfriend, we've kind of been, like, trying to think of what to do. And it's been a little bit sad trying to think of it because it's like, oh, we'll get up early and go to the parade. And then we'll come home and eat food but it's like we don't want to make too much food because then we're just heating up the apartment only for like a little bit of like for too much food that we don't need to eat so we've been trying to think of things to do and that brought on really sad thoughts for me um because I wanted to be able to plan those things and I want to be able to plan when I'm leaving for like Christmas and what I'm gonna do for Halloween and what I'm gonna do for Thanksgiving and not being able to plan those things super far in advance has been a lot and brought a lot of those like anxious thoughts and then along with those anxious thoughts and I get really sad and depressed and just want to sleep all the time because of that and there's also been other personal things that were going on that were causing those things but I don't really want to get into that but like yeah I was having a lot of those thoughts lately and I thought it would be an important topic to talk about that some people might care about or have dealt with before. Maybe you have people in your life that are dealing with this and um, if you have people in your life that are dealing with this and you don't have it, I think the best thing to do is just to let them know that you're there for them. You know, don't ask them tons and tons of questions about it because not a lot of people want to talk about it. But just letting them know that you're there for them, like not there for them if they want to talk, just be like, I'm here for you, whatever you need. Like, if that means you need me to go get you a coffee, I'll go get you a coffee. If that means you need us to lay in bed together and watch movies all day, then we'll do that. And if that means you need me to leave you alone, then I'll leave you alone. But just know that I'm here. And I think that letting those people in your life know that you're there for them is an important part of it. Because, like, if they don't know, a lot of times they'll feel really alone and they will feel like nobody loves them or cares about them when in reality that's not true and sometimes people in our lives or their lives just need to like they just need to hear it sometimes they need to hear I'm here for you and that's all or I love you, or whatever, like, even if it's just a random text sometimes, being like, I'm here for you, and I love you, and we don't have to talk about anything, because sometimes I feel like these people will reach out, and they want to ask tons and tons of questions in deep, deep detail about, like, my life, or other people's lives, and it's like, yes, that I know that means you care, but sometimes I don't want to have to talk about my life, because it's causing me these really bad and negative thoughts so maybe let's just like not talk about it just tell me that you're here and that you love me and then we can 
move on. Like, let's not talk about these things in my life. Let's talk about other things, other things going on that aren't in my life or in the people's lives. Um, at least that's what I have realized with myself helps as well as other people that I know that have, you know, anxiety or depression or both or just the thoughts because sometimes you have the thoughts and maybe you don't actually have it all the time but um people who have anxiety and depression deal with it 24 7 as i am one of those people it's not one of the things that is ever ever going to way going to go away even if you go on medication it doesn't go away ever like these this is a part of who you are and you can find ways to manage it and you can find times in your life where you don't notice it as much but just because you don't notice it constantly intruding your thoughts doesn't mean that it's not there in the background. And that's just something important to know. Um, a few other things to to note. Um, that's all for the topic, really. I just wanted to say that, like, I know this is, like, a lot and probably very sad and I talked about a lot of things going on in my life and this wasn't about to like trauma dump because I don't feel like I talked about trauma really I just talked about the thoughts going through my head my personal experience and then people that I know around me that have this experience as well so this is just like general knowledge maybe you can feel supported or like somebody's there standing with you because you've been through similar thoughts maybe you've had those thoughts some days where you just like dye your hair randomly or you cut all your hair off or you impulsively buy stuff online because you just wanted to find some way to cope with those really negative thoughts in your head and I've done all of those things and so I understand and just know that there's somebody here with you dealing with those things and that there are ways to deal with it and for me, a lot of times, it's listening to music, having comfort TV shows on a lot, um, reading books that make me happy, seeing TV shows that make me happy, um, like, just doing the things that have always kind of, like, brought comfort into my life. It's not about things that are necessarily happy, but it's just things that bring me comfort. And that's kind of what helps me a lot of times. And it doesn't make it go away doesn't make it any better but it just helps ease those thoughts and make it easier for me to ignore them okay so just to wrap up um a little bit of like ending thoughts sometimes i do it in the beginning sometimes i do it at the end um i don't know which is better because not always not everybody always listens to the end but some people will skip it in the beginning or forget but if you are listening to this podcast on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts, then you should write a review because you're already in the app or on the website. And the review could be good or bad. I don't really care. Just write the review. And also leave like a comment in like the little description. There's like a little description part of the episode where you can like write your thoughts on the episode. Um... I've had one person do that before, which was nice. It was nice to read it, so I'd want to hear other people's thoughts. Um, also, always read the description. I don't write very good descriptions so far, but there are like links to stuff, like a link to my Instagram, the One Tired Bitch podcast on Instagram, because that's where I post 
when a new episode will be. So if you don't have like notifications on, because for Spotify and I think Apple, you can turn on a notification for when a new episode comes out. Um, but it does take like a couple hours for them to notify you. And maybe you don't have notifications on. But you should follow me on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts and turn on the notification so that you do know when an episode is going to come out because sometimes I'm not very consistent about it and I'm trying to be consistent. But you should just do that anyways. And then you can also click the links in the description of the podcast which will send you like to my Instagram and other things like that. And so you can easily follow me on Instagram and see the updates. Um, Sometimes on my stories I post like daily things of what I'm doing during the day or silly little thoughts that are in my head. Sometimes I post nothing because I'm just feeling like down and depressed or have just been like at home all day and have absolutely nothing to post. Um, But I like to post on there and stay engaged with people. A lot of people will swipe up and write me a nice message, which I really enjoy. And it's been really nice. And I enjoy getting feedback so I'll put like polls or little questions so that I can get feedback on there so I know what people are thinking. Um, you can also, if you want, you can share it to your Instagram stories because every single person who has shared this to their Instagram story, I've shared it back on my Instagram stories because I really appreciate it because I know that there's like 85 people listening, but I only have... Um, like 78 people following me on Instagram so there's like six of you not six (laughs) like seven of you not following me on Instagram and so you're missing out on other things not that it's that important but like you should do that you should do all of that click the links in the description and then you can also follow me on Instagram which is important follow me on Spotify I have seen a decrease in the people that we're consistently listening. So if you have decreased and stopped listening, then come back. Please take a listen and give me your feedback, I guess, of why you weren't listening as much because that would be nice to know if I am dropping in the people that are listening because I enjoy this community of similar people or similar-minded people who just want to feel like they have a community of people dealing with the same things or feeling the same thoughts. So that's really all. I hope that this went well for everyone and that they learned information or felt like they were seen. Um, So yeah, I will see you all next time. Alright everyone, so that's the one tiny bit podcast. Not sure what I'll be tired of next week, but I'll I'll see you over there. <laughs>